Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am back on my bullshit, and I'm Brian Hines. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the voice of the voiceless Jackman Oaks. And today we are getting into all the action from Thanksgiving Thunder, a.k.a. OVW TV 1267, emanating live from Historic Davis Arena on November 21st, 2023. And you guys are actually in attendance for that show. I, I unfortunately could not make it, but you and producer Tiny Brian were there. Oh, we sure were. We Indeed. were the, at ringside for the whole entire event, and it was something. I'm telling you. So, uh, look, I, I've, I've gone to, 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 to big boy shows and other promotions and you know they're always nice Mm -hmm. sure but the experience of davis arena not only is it always awesome it was awesome the first time we went that we never even talked about for this podcast like back in july right that was awesome all the way up to this last one but it is all it just seems to be getting better every time every time i go uh talk to uh, momentarily had a little Instagram chat with uh, some people, and uh, I, I hear that something like $150,000 has been spent Golly. on Davis Arena in the last few weeks. And it shows. It, every inch. It most definitely shows. And I feel like we're very fortunate to have uh, started this podcast journey about the time that yes. Davis Arena is getting such a huge, you know, Upgrade. Facelift, upgrade. Not just Davis Arena, it, the promotion in whole. Sure. Getting a huge upgrade. Yeah, this week, uh, the upgrades will really f- will be felt by those of you who watched on television, as I did the second time I watched this, because we get new camera angles. Did you guys notice that? New camera angles. I did not. But yeah. that's because I, I hadn't had time to go back and watch it. I had been busy doing Thanksgiving things with the boy, and I had some other things going on, so I hadn't gotten a chance to go back and watch it. Oh, and you're, like, moving or something to, you know, it hasn't been a stressful time for you at all. Guadalajara. <laughs> I am moving to Guadalajara. That'll be quite a commute to, to go to Historic Davis Arena. It is, but that's okay. But, yeah, so this week there is a, a new diagonal angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like at, on the corner, uh, basically to the left on the hard cam. Okay. Like it's over that re- that corner, kind of just looking that way. Um, Good deal. There's a, a hard cam that looks back up the ramp. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So yeah. And plus the two handhelds, plus the normal hard cam. So, yeah, they're a three cam operation now. Not to mention just how much open Everything seems on camera in yeah. Davis Arena. Now. It is very much. And when that when they show when they show that up ramp hard cam, it is just so pretty with the stage, and you can see the the announcers now have their own cam, a dedicated cam that looks down on them instead of just having one of the 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 mo, the mobile cams just go and shoot them. Yeah. Because that first week, you'll remember, they were off like way to the side and they all kind of had to lean out to look at the camera. Yeah. Now it's at a weird angle, but it's fine and it shows all three of them pretty well. So, yeah, definitely you're seeing upgrades both for the in-person and the broadcast experience. And it is a great time to be an OVW fan. It certainly is. Not even, not just as viewers, uh, and we'll get into this as we dig through this week's episode. Uh, not just as viewers did we discover a lot of new space in Davis Arena. Seems like the wrestlers are discovering a lot of new space in Davis Arena too as we work through these matches. 
I, I keep waiting for someone to to take some sort of terrible move on that new stage in front of the video wall. That was the exact same thing I was thinking. I figure at some point somebody is going to get slammed on that stage, and it's going to hurt because that's almost as hard as the hardest part of the ring. Didn't a little surprised it didn't happen, but uh, a a measure of uh, patience and caution from OVW, not not letting that one out on free TV this past week. Not Can't yet. wait. Honestly, this, the, the arena looks better than ever. I didn't have the chance to go with you this past week and see it in a more full version of what it's going to look like, but I'm, I can tell from television, I can tell from being there in the early stages of the renovation, a lot of work's been put into that place, $150,000 worth. Uh, shout out to those new investors from OVW. <laughs> Yeah, they're doing a great job. $150,000 isn't exactly easy to come up with. No. Been Uh, a busy time, not only at Davis Arena, but here on our podcast feed as well. This past week, we dropped our 10th interview. That's right. Hollywood Haley J. It was a great interview. A lot of fun, not only to record, but to go back and listen to. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, please go back and listen to that interview with Hollywood Haley J., one of the best ones that we've done. Everyone's been great. Everyone's been great. Oh, I've had a great time. Anybody, anytime anybody comes over to visit. But that was definitely a, uh, her and Jada came by the same day. That was a marquee day for us around here. We were all very, very, very excited to have them two around. It most, it most certainly was, and we had a great time talking to the both of them. And who do we have up next? Oh, Your new best friend. My close personal new best friend, That's Maximo right. Suave. Maximo Suave. Looking Love. forward to going back and listening to that one as well. Yes. Uh, Maximo kind of, um, if you haven't been watching OVW for a long time, maybe not a name that you recognize, but if you've been watching it recently, you will certainly remember his performances. He's back on TV in a big, big way, and he's on this podcast feed in a big, big way. Really great interview. Half of the stuff that he said to us off mic, I wish we could put on mic. We simply just can't, not in this format anyway. No, um, no we, that we, might be an after hours kind of interview situation. He but. did promise us one time and down the line a, a drinking story with Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson, however you, Daniel you know, Brian, how, right? yeah, the, yes. the, the American dragon, yes. however you remember him yes. and his, his professional career, yes. we're going to get him, uh, definitely get him to commit that one to microphone one day. I got to no. hear it. I got to hear it for myself. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to hear that one. I'm sure it's going to be a riot. All the stories that he's told us so far ha- have been really entertaining and hilarious. And I, I can't wait to get a chance to talk to him again because, and, uh, he's such a fun interview. This and, is a guy with 20 minutes. Or twenty, sorry, twenty years of experience. A lot of stories, and uh, podcast listeners who listen every week will know that you heard him last week because he That's joined, true. he came down and joined us for last week's main show episode. That's last, right, where he talked he talked to us about the Davis Arena modifications. That's and true. So That's he true. had a lot of good insights about what's going on behind the scenes. They now have the big velvety theater curtains, Jackman. Okay, like behind the whole above the backstage where all the second level stuff is. Now covered with real, with real, honest to goodness, like theater curtains. It's it's pretty great. Can't wait to get back up there and see it again in person. I really know it's going to be different next time I go than it was this past time. 
So I'm looking forward to that as well. It's going to be something completely different, I'm sure. So I do know we'll be there at least for Christmas Chaos yes. next month. And breaking news, that has now retu- is going to come back to Davis Arena. Say, did we want, we want to do that right now? Yeah, Christmas yeah, Chaos long has as been... Yeah, let's do this front matter while we're doing it. Been, uh, it was originally announced for Louisville Slugger Field, where the baseball team plays, the minor league baseball team plays in Louisville. Has recently been announced as being located toward uh, back to the Davis Arena, right? Right, as broke by uh, the Ringside Podcast, the official podcast to of the OVW. You know that Eric Cornish, good guy. He's a good guy. Good guy. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. All those kids are good kids. Eric Cornish, good guy. Good, good guy. guy. Up next, we'll break down all of the action from Thanksgiving Thunder. That is, of course, OVW Television twelve sixty seven emanating live from historic Davis Arena. Right after this. Hey guys, Tiny Brian here with you once again, as I was approximately 45 seconds ago talking on the normal show, but now I'm here in the commercial all by myself. It's amazing, folks. It's so cold out here. Why did I choose to do this outside? Uh, so listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this quick. Um, listen, uh, so Victor has told me we can bring back Bluegrass Homefront. Y- you know about Bluegrass Homefront. We're talking about that. I've heard about that several where, times. Where did that voice come from? Shh. Um, anyway. God, it's so cold. Winter's come. So listen, I need your help before my toes freeze off. I'm diabetic. This could be a real problem. Um, so before that happens, I need your help. I need interesting Kentucky stories. I need music from Kentucky artists. Info at theblimp.com. I-N-F-O at T-H-E-B-L-M-P.com. Email me your band's Email me your stories, your people. Do you know somebody who is illegal, ma- illegally manufacturing cheese? Because Didn't we've you already, guys already do that? Uh, I mean, if we can find another, I'm going to do another. I am interested in sampling said illegal cheese. Yes. Uh, look. Wait. It, in theory. We could make Bluegrass Homefront the preeminent podcast of illegal cheese manufacturing. The unofficial podcast of, of illegal, illegal cheese, cheese manufacture. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, I need your help. Uh, info at info at t-h-e-b-l-m-p dot com get us your stories get us your get us your things and uh, bluegrass homefront returning in 2024 but for now let's get you back to the ovw podcast i'm gonna go inside i seem to have snow on my shoulders (sighs) have a good one now back to the ovw podcast welcome back to the ovw podcast the unofficial podcast of ohio valley wrestling he's still Behinds, and he's still Jackman Oaks. Um, Thanksgiving Thunder, big event, big event for OVW. Oh, absolutely! Um, Very festive. <clears throat> ran this one a lot like they ran their pay per view schedule. Something I noticed from the outset here at the top of the hour is that every not only is the arena looking more breathable on camera, every match here got the time to breathe. Um, six matches right throughout the mm-hmm. night. Three yes. matches an hour. Yeah. Yes. A ton of time for everybody. Really hard to for me. I, I kind of always like to say match of the night. And every single match I watched at the end of it, I said, oh, well, that that, that one had to be it. Nope. nope. And then I watched the next one. <laughs> yeah. Every match that followed was just as good as the first match. And they were all top shelf, in my opinion. We started off with Jay De Niro joined by Tony Evans. This is kind of, I guess, the second time in two weeks that we've gotten to see Jay De Niro wrestle. First time in a singles match, though. That's true. Uh, Tony Evans was originally scheduled to defend against Star Rider. 
Okay. Was that right? That's what I understood. That was my impression as well. And then we get to the arena, and uh, instead of uh, Superior Tony Evans wrestling the match, he decided that Jay De Niro was going to wrestle for him in his place. And he wrestled Ryan Von Rocket with Chris Towell and KT. Who were all very festively dressed. Ryan Von Rocket. The best use of pumpkins in the history of the world. I don't know who was trying harder to get canceled, uh, Tiny Brian or Ryan Von Rocket. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not the type of person who actually like really gets mad about stuff like that, to be honest with you. Um, but I do completely understand like the sensitivity around like native headdresses or cultural appropriation or especially when it comes to Thanksgiving, especially when it comes to Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Me personally, maybe not the type of person, maybe I don't even have the room to get mad about that as a Anglo-Saxon straight white guy. Um, but I did think it was an interesting look for Crystal Katie and Ryan Von Rocket this week. It definitely was very uh, festive, very festive, quite very festive. Um, Ryan Von Rocket ends up getting the win over Jay De Niro. Uh, there's, of course, a little bit of interference from Star Rider and Junta Pesos. So, can, can we talk about this? Because let's, let's the original it. matches we said was supposed to be Star Rider versus Tony Evans for the, for the Country Boy Kentucky OVW Heavyweight Championship belt. Um, Electric Boogaloo. Exactly. But not only did... Like, Star Rider wrestled a dark match. Like, he was in action that night. So he wasn't hurt, but that he was out of that match like he was never in it. And then he showed up, like, to continue the storyline. Is it possible Tony was hurt? I mean, given the fact that he didn't, he wasn't an active participant in the match and Jay De Niro wrestled on his behalf, it's entirely possible. And I can't think of any other reason why things happened the way they did and if that's the case we hope for a speedy recovery but that's purely speculatory i don't know what happened maybe he just wasn't feeling it. who knows i'm sure he was i mean that was the that's what he said was that he's got a little pull so he's just not going to wrestle tonight oh well then there you are yeah but it's hard it's hard to say it's hard to say but i mean what is the point of this podcast if we aren't widely speculating on every single thing that happens it's fun it's uh, entertaining at least to me anyway we're not out of the woods yet on Starrider and Tony Evans, for sure. Um, really, really, really happy. We've mentioned this before to see Starrider kind of floating around the title scene. Um, just like super, uber, uber baby face. Everybody around there loves him. Huge contingency of the crowd loves him. Uh, Tony Evans is pretty much universally hated. <laughs> so it Depends on what side you're on, man. I, like, I dig the guy. I think he's great. I will say this as well. Really a supreme pleasure to see Tony uh, or Jay De Niro wrestle. Absolutely. Um, 20 years in, and it shows. Yes, definitely. Uh, I was I was glad that we finally got the chance to see that after talking to him not too long ago. Guy's pacing is incredible. Guy's footwork is incredible. Like, just really, really, really looking forward to the more that we are going to be able to see of Jay De Niro and Ohio Valley Wrestling. I would imagine that it's probably pretty difficult to wrestle in – Basically, you know, a, a suit minus the actual coat. Right, right. But and it, he, he did a great he job. He does a great and, job. And those kicks are pretty sharp, my dude. Just saying. And can we talk about the specific kind of work that in, ended the match there? Mm -hmm. Where Junta uh, Peso sneaks into the ring, literally kind of tiptoes across the oh, ring. Oh, that was great. To steal the loaded baked potato glove. 
Yeah. And then uses Jay De Niro's own loaded baked potato glove against him rather than bringing his own. That was great. I mean, it's and it was right there for us. It was so great. Well, go ahead and, and rub it in my face, why don't you? Uh, Way to go, dude. <laughs> second match of the evening from Thanksgiving Thunder Heavyweight Championship match, Tony Gunn and Jack Vaughn. It was good to see Jack Vaughn back in the arena. It's great to see him on uh, TV again. The last time I saw him uh, was uh, probably mid to late August in person at uh, one of the Spot Monkey shows in Southern Ohio. But uh, I know he had been uh, out you know, touring and traveling. And um, it's good to see him back in part of the uh, OVW storyline. And this was just as big a night as anything else that had come up in recent memory. When I talk, uh, I mentioned earlier, just like letting the matches really breathe. I think that this only being the second match of the night, there's like no better example of that. These guys went on about 20 minutes into the show, wrestled for about 25 minutes. That's something that uh, you usually only really see in the main event in OVW, and you don't see anywhere Period. No. A 25-minute match, your second match of the night. Uh-uh. Just an undercard match. An undercard. Well, you know, a quote-unquote undercard match, even though it's for the big title or one of the big titles. This mm-hmm. is this was, like, honestly a perfect night of Ohio Valley television. Like, they, they destroyed this evening. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of feel like referring to this as an undercard is an understatement. Just exactly. because it yeah. wasn't exactly. the last match of the evening – does not discount its importance because it was just as solid a match as anything else that we saw that night. And uh, both competitors looked great. I mean, Jack Vaughn looked as uh, sharp and as um, heelish as I have ever seen him, uh, if not even more so. And, and Tony Gunn was equally as, uh, as, as right there with him. The stare down at the beginning set the tone for the entire match for me. Yeah. Um, just super intense. Uh, start with like a, you know, old school test of strength, little collar and elbow lockup, super, super technical. Both of these guys uh, push themselves to their limits with like top rope maneuvers. You don't usually see them pull out. They're fighting all over the arena, not only just in the ring, but all over the place. And um, Jack Vaughn realizes that he doesn't have it tonight against Tony Vaughn or uh, Tony Gunn. So he slaps the ref Which, to draw the disqualification. Yeah, I can't think of a what am I trying to say? I can't think of a bigger dick move than that, but it's very shrewd on Jack Vaughn's part. That was kind of the thing is is there were two matches tonight where I did not know how they could end. Um this was the first one, the other one being the main event of hour 2. Uh I did, I, I knew in my wrestling fan mind that Tony Gunn could not beat Jack Vaughn tonight. However, I did not know how Jack Vaughn was going to retain, and, if that makes sense. And right. there you have it. And so he ends up slapping the ref. He retains via disqualification. Tony Gunn picks up the W, but the title does not exchange It's hands. a hollow victory. It's a hollow victory. Hollow victory. Great match, though. Really, these two guys could watch him wrestle all day. Um, really, really, really killer match. And like, just, I love this week of OVW, just letting every match just breathe. And given the way this ended with Jack Vaughn, I, I 
personally would love to see a rematch, like mm-hmm. a no disqualification rematch. Oh, we're not we're we're not done with these two guys. I hope not. If because we, it's a hell of a story. The only person who loses if we don't see a more proper Tony Gunn Jack Vaughn match is the viewer. The viewer. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Main event, hour one. Three matches in to the night. We're halfway through though. And this was the uh the three-team match that had been billed from the week before where uh, the three team captains uh, had a triple threat match to determine the stipulations of uh, this tag team championship match. The Overman won that three, uh, three-person three match. Yes. Uh, Let's give the man his flowers. Luke Curtis won that hey, match. Hey, that's certified to you, buddy. He sure is certified. Damn right. Don't you forget it. But interview, we didn't know what the... On, I interview on the feed right now, certified leakers. That's what he said, just like that. But um, we didn't know what the stipulation was until we got to Davis Arena, or at least I didn't. No right. one did. No, no one, one did. Yeah, I was going to say, right? I grilled we Shannon the dude at length at the last KSR remote, wouldn't say a word, so... But yeah, and that uh, th- that was a brilliant Oh yeah, uh, I can't think of a, yes. a smarter choice than that would i have rather seen like a big old like death match street fight something like that yeah would i have rather seen that personally yeah because i'm a lunatic but from the overman's perspective perfect stipulation oh yeah make your enemies fight each other until one of them wins and then go through and pick apart the bones i mean that's you know a genius move not that it worked for them. Not that it worked for them, but still, I mean, if you have that card to play, you'd be a fool not to play it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. If I had told you that titles were going to change hands during this match and then had told you that Beaches and Cream were going to be the winner, would you have believed me without seeing it? Didn't that what we talked about the week before? I I don't... It Very, very possibly, but... I, I will know. I will cop that I was wrong because I said the Golden Lions were going to lose them and then lose or win them and then lose them like Thursday, which I liked that booking a lot. But I, I, however, maybe if I said it on mic, uh, forgive me, but by the time I sat down to watch this, did not think that Beaches and Cream were going to be the winner. No, it. I mean, it. It was just a, a great match, and it was anybody's guess who was going to win. And just, uh, especially with the Overman kind of stacking the deck of cards the way that they did against the other two teams, I was very surprised, not only that the Overman didn't retain, but that the winners were heels also. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just... The other heels. Yeah, the, the other more heels. more fun-loving heels. <laughs> Pork, the other white meat. Just a little... Not something that I'm, like, uh, confused about or don't understand or don't like, but just something I didn't see coming, I guess I would say. No, and uh, I'm glad that I didn't see it coming because so, those little things that you don't see coming make it that much more exciting. Right, that's what exactly, exactly is. So can we talk about Omar for a moment? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> couple. So first time, so you realize this match took, it had three tag teams. It also took three referees to get it done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Daniel Spencer went out. Uh, knocked out by temporary blinded Omar Amir. He had gotten his eyes raked Mm -hmm. directly prior to knocking out Daniel Spencer. Uh, Miss Charlene runs out to regulate the match. Um, She is knocked out by Omar again. Yeah. Like uh, Cash was running, had put him in the corner and was about to give him a shoulder check into the corner. 
He was running at speed, and he pulled Charlene between them. So the first one was an accident, or at least we could call it an accident. The second time, that man grabbed that woman and, and pulled her in the middle. Do you think that this is some more of how did Omar and Luscious put it a few weeks ago? Um, friendly roughhousery, or wh- however they put that. Uh, to me, this seemed a little bit more intense than just the uh, friendly competitive roughhousing that uh, was referenced by Omar Amir a mm-hmm. couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. This was more of a grudge, in my opinion, among these teams. I mean, I, I know that uh, Cashflow and Shira uh, have uh, no love for the Overman, and after turning on uh, the Golden Lions, they absolutely have zero love for Beaches and Cream. Are we still going with Golden Lions? I mean, are they even still a tag team? Uh, I don't know. I'm not... That's actually something I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something I wanted to touch on myself. Um, what is the future of Golden Lions? This kind of like brand new tag team uh, thrown together by happenstance after a loss like this. What is the future of the Skinny Joe Slack and Certified Luke Curtis, the Overmen? What is their role inside of the future of the Overmen? <coughs> and then, of course, where do Beaches and Cream go? Now that they're the new tag team champions. It's, I don't know, it's hard to say. On one hand, you could say if, if you're the champ and you're at the top, the only way you, the only way you can go is down. May I make a prediction? Because I have one. I'm sure you will. I'm, yeah, you can't stop me, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'll just edit it in after if you don't let me you talk. You do uh, drive and pay for everything. Uh, so. well, no, 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 no. That's senior producer Victor. I just use his money. I'm like the million dollar man. It's not. <coughs> no, that uh, makes you like Virgil. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take that, I guess. Everybody's got a price. Um, I think that the Golden Lions turn on each other coming out of this. Ooh. I think they end up, we, we end up with a run of, of it being them at each other do over you, this. Do you think that that is going to be based on this match and one blaming the other? That's what I mean. For the loss? Yeah, I think I think this is going to divide them, you know, this already kind of tenuous relationship. It's not like they have deep roots. It's, you know. They've been enemies longer than they've been friends. Yes. And I think this tenuous piece is over. And, that yeah, I, I, I think that uh, specifically if I had to guess, I would say Shira is going to be mad at Cash, somehow blame him for it, and then we're off to the races between them. And that the Overman and Beaches and Cream are going to have a nice rematch at Christmas Chaos. And it should be fun to watch. I don't hate where your head's at. I do not know what Davis Arena will do if one of either Mahabali Shear or Cashwell has to turn heel right now against the other one. Well, could we have a, <laughs> could we have a face versus face, like Ultimate Warrior Hulk situation? Uh, I don't know why you couldn't. In theory, you can do whatever you want. Well, also... Ask Hulk, you can't really have face versus face Shawn Michaels SummerSlam 2005. But um, I don't know. I just think especially those two guys are so beloved. I don't hate the angle. Mm-hmm. I wonder what some of the new blood to OVW, the new blood to Davis Arena would think, especially when most of their context for these two guys is that documentary. It's sure. not the wrestling angle. It's not the characters that we see. It's Are you referring to re- wrestlers on Netflix? Yes, which you can catch a recap of all seven episodes of right now on this very feed under the name Podcasters. 
right? Seven episodes? Indeed. Something like that. One episode per uh, episode of Wrestlers. Yeah. Actually, TV says eight is enough. Hashtag Wrestlers Netflix. Mm -hmm. Top of hour two, we had a Rush Division Championship match between current champion Cal Hero. How how, How I've always said this before. If you're a fan of Cal Hero, maybe you pay attention to the feed. Maybe there's something for you on the feed coming up soon. There might be. You just have to uh, keep watching. If it's not there now, check back. Maybe it will be later. Yeah, if you're a fan of Cal Hero, just like and subscribe. He was facing Will Austin. Will Austin won the big, what, was it a seven-man scramble from the week prior? Yeah, something like that. It was seven or eight. Eight is enough. I don't know. I, we were, I feel we like were, it was seven. We were right there on... Uh, on the uh, the barrier for that match, it was a hell of a match. We Close were. enough to get slobbered on by ZDP. I got kicked that's in right. the face actually <laughs> during that match. Yeah, that's what you <laughs> were saying. When someone someone went over the barrier and kicked me in the face, and it was uh, top five moments of my life. Like right there behind that 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 amazing night in summer of two thousand seven with Sarah Morgan. Um, that was number one. Uh, getting kicked in the face of the wrestling match was number two. Um, Cal Hero wins. Cal Hero worse for wear and tear, though. This is the story of Cal Hero in He's 2023. He's still suffering with the right. uh, burn from the fireball, courtesy of uh, Adam Revolver, who I was wrong last week. I predicted that he would show up even though he was banned, and he did not. So well, shows you what I know. I actually saw a cool picture recently where Adam Revolver hit Cal Hero with that uh, flame ball. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't see him. Didn't see it happen, but I saw a picture where it happened. So I'm convinced now that it actually happened. Oh, it happened. Well, I mean, you should have seen all the band. Well, you did on the video, but all the bandages and and yeah, he he looked. Uh, There's no way he didn't maybe not get hit with a fireball in the middle of the ring by Adam Revolver based on all those bandages, right? Oh, he no, he did. Adam Revolver, definitely. beyond the shadow of a doubt, hit Cal here with a fireball. So you're saying that he absolutely was not wearing like red makeup to Ill- to pretend to be burned, like that didn't happen. That at fi- all. when when Adam Revolver threw that fireball at Cal Hero's face, it would hit him directly in the face. It was not several inches away from it. It was a square hit. Looked like uh, like when Babe Ruth came out there and pointed. It was a square home run, home run on Adam Revolver on a Cal Hero's face with that fireball. We can see it because of the bandages. And there it is. And the redness. That's definitely not makeup. Cal Hero wins. I'm really glad Cal Hero won this. In all, great seriousness, match. in all seriousness, great match. Two great, two great guys, two great performers. I always get worried when my guy, Cal Hero, gets put up against these kind of odds because. It seems like the loss is right there on the table for him. I don't want to see Will Austin with that belt. Well, neither do I. I want to see Cal Hero with that belt. So thank God he retained tonight. Fireball and all. Fireball and all. Um, Last week we had talked about this next match. Number one contenders match for the Ohio Valley Wrestling Women's Championship between Freya the Slayer and Hollywood Haley J. I had mentioned that I wanted... I wanted uh, Tiffany Nieves as special guest referee to come out in the funniest looking referee uniform of all time, a la Shawn Michaels or Ken Shamrock. Yep, and she, you were right. She there. did it. Yeah, yep. it was just like the most like undersized. Like, like I am a simple, simple, simple man. If you're a special guest referee 
and you're not wearing a stupid uniform, then you're doing it wrong. Tiffany Nieves like fucking killed it. Thank you, Tiffany Nieves, for for uh, calling, uh, reminding me of Shawn Michaels or reminding me of Ken Shamrock in your special guest referee uniform. Um, number one contender, though, Freya the Slayer. Yes, I was kind of surprised that things Very worked out the surprised. way they did. Yeah, yes. but that was a knockdown, drag-out fight. Yes, it really was. Yeah, it I was mean, impressive. they were both thrown out of the ring more than once. I think half of the match, or at least a third of the match, it, to me it seemed like happened outside of the ring. I keep going back to this this idea of not only does Davis Arena look so much more breathable, and so was so much less claustrophobic on camera. The these matches were able to breathe all night long. Like this was just kind of a watershed episode of OVW for me. Um, nobody took more advantage of all of the renovations of Ohio Valley Wrestling Davis Arena than Freya the Slayer and um, uh, Hollywood Haley J did during this match. Really just a night where you could feel everybody knew what the stake was here. No yeah. one no one was going to be outdone tonight. No. The anticipation hung heavy in the air uh, for Thanksgiving Thunder, and uh, as a fan, I was not disappointed. Can we go back to the surprise that it wasn't Hollywood? Sure. I... D- I mean, if, you see if, them both together. If the match was booked Tiffany versus Hollywood, who do you think wins? If I guess it, is what I'm asking. If it was those two, mm-hmm. I would like to think that it would be Hollywood Haley J, but I know that Tiffany Nieves is just about, I mean, just as shrewd a heel as anybody in the game right now i mean when we went to manchester she you know and even the week before that when she just kind of like leisurely pinned um in the in the match before that but specifically at uh, the manchester i mean just straight up dastardly all all the way around and even continuing up until now i i would think that it would be a, a tough call but i would have to go with tiffany so, so you you would say Tiffany beats Hollywood oh, through underhanded means. Do you do you feel the same way about Freya? As much as I would love to see Freya as win, a, as a watcher, I do you I, think no. that ex- okay, no. okay, I don't. Thank you. That's what, that's what I was getting at. Thank you. Um, I would. Lo- I can't wait to see the match. Can't wait. I oh, love I love Freya, love Tiffany, love everyone involved here. Um just as a watcher, I don't have the same anticipation. I don't have the same uh curiosity about Freya versus Tiffany as I maybe would have as Hollywood versus Tiffany, and that's really only because of what I've been told by OVW main event of the night. Well, I mean Freya has somehow been involved with these stories for weeks and months without really doing a lot of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Certainly not wrestling in the, this is going to lead to a championship shot. Like all of her wrestling is just like, I'm mad at the Bad Girls Club, or I've got my cousin, and we're going to do some cool stuff. It's I not did think, I did think, honestly, the 
Holly Hood and her angle, I understood where it came from, but I did think it was a little misplaced. Um, just to be honest, uh, I love the match, love these two women, friends of the show. Both of them are amazing. Both of them put on a great match. I just, I'm a little, I just don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here. I don't well, know where we're going. Let me ask you this. If the match would not have ended the way it did with Hollyhood accidentally getting hit by the fire extinguisher coming from special referee Tiffany Nieves, and it was still, I mean, they were still at that point in the match, who do you think would have won if that wouldn't have happened? I still think Freya would have won. Think so? She did look great in that match. I do. And I do. They, 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 it really looked like a physical mismatch. Watching yeah. them in the moment. The the spot where and she does this a lot. Uh, this is like kind of a, a good like classic Hollywood spot. But the spot where she jumps on Freya's back and Freya's just like dragging her around was just like I loved the visual of that. Like I want more of that. I want more of these two girls. I just thought for right now at this moment it was a little misplaced. Um, that doesn't mean it was a bad batch. That doesn't mean that it didn't serve the story. That doesn't mean any of those things. I'm just a watcher. That's all I do. I'm just a fan. That's all I do is sit and complain on a microphone. That's all I do. So <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. I'm, I'm done complaining. I'm done complaining. Main event, Thanksgiving Thunder. What was it, Brian? It was, and this has been building for a long time, it was title versus title. A long time. Jesse Goddard's former member of the faction, versus mm-hmm. EC3. Founder of the faction. Founder of Jesse the faction. The accompanied by Shannon the Dude. Shannon L. Dude, yes. EC3, the NWA World's Heavyweights Champion. That's Most right. prestigious title in the history of North American wrestling. You mean it's not the 24-7 title? It's not. That's actually, it's the 24, it's the 24-7 title is third. It's the Divas title is second, and then it's the NWA Heavyweight oh, okay. title. Not the oh, women's title. No. no, the Divas title. The, Divas the one title. with the butterfly. Yes. Yeah. The one uh, you win in a, in a bra and panties match. Or right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. The, the Prestigious. Pl- the Playboy Lumberjill match from, what was that, WrestleMania? I think you were there, actually, live. That, that was, if that was in Orlando, yes. I was going to say, yeah, you were there that year. Um, no, no, no. No, I'm, I, I'm taking a piss. Uh we had talked earlier on on this show about how we didn't know that, how this one was going to end, right? We couldn't see C three with the national heavyweight title, but logistically, it didn't make sense for Jesse Goddard's to hold the NWA title, right? So, what did we get? EC three won, of course. <laughs> I don't know why I convinced myself that this wasn't going to be the way that this match ended, uh, but I did. And it hurt a little bit. <laughs> uh, you you hate to see that title that has really been defined by Jesse Goddard's heel baby face otherwise taken away. It's a title that defines Ohio Valley Wrestling. It's taken away from OVW. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, that was a hard-fought match on Jesse Goddard's part. I mean, just look at... Him and you know his chest, all the the chops. He, he looked rough. It he, was a, a a great call in here. Uh, the million dollar pecs look like. Oh gosh, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was such a great call. The the, the commentary team 
other than whenever you said that Carl Gotch was a national heavyweight champion. Neither Carl Gotch or Frank Gotch was a national NWA heavyweight champion, by the way. Gotcha. Uh, but th- other than that, the commentary team killed it tonight. Tons of great calls. These two guys went to war oh, yeah. at Thanksgiving Thunder. Yeah. I, am, I said earlier that I kind of had trouble saying, oh, this is the match of the night. This is the match of the night. Because every match was so, 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 so good. These guys... <laughs> These guys had the hardest job of all. Oh God, yeah! Coming out uh, dead last in a series of great matches, pay per view caliber matches. Honestly, we went to one of the pay per views recently. I liked every match here tonight more than I liked any match on that pay per view. These guys fucking murdered each other. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. I'm surprised either one of them were standing at the end of this. It's all all over the place, really, again, as we've said, really exploring all of the new space that Davis Arena has, letting us as the viewer know that Davis Arena is a different place now. It's renovated. It's special. It's, it's, it's prettier than it ever has been. You know, uh, I really liked throughout the night, um, whether it was intentional or not, OVW telling us, the viewer, that the space is new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As is the uh, the program itself. I mean, we're we're getting to see the evolution of both Davis Arena and OVW at the same time in real time. Whether we're watching from home or whether we're in attendance at Historic Davis Arena, and it is a a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan, specifically an OVW fan. Yeah, I mean, we we could maybe talk about some things that are happening in in the grander world of wrestling, but we only here at the unofficial OVW podcast cover OVW. Some of these other podcasts, they like to talk about everything else. Anyway, what's next for the Overmen? They lost the tag team titles tonight, but now EC3 holds not only the NWA Heavyweights Championship, but the National Championship for OVW. What's next for the Overmen? What's next for Jesse Goddard's? Where are we going with this? I <laughs> well, I mean, rematch city for all of them. Oh so. yeah, your guess is as good as mine. I'm just excited to watch this week's episode and find out. Yeah, and um, you know we have to wait a little bit longer. This originally aired on a Tuesday. Most OVW airs on a Thursday night, so we do have to wait nine days, nine days instead of seven days for a days. Uh, new episode of ovw but this thursday evening i know that we will all be tuned in that's right and when this podcast comes out on tuesday morning that means we'll only have two more sleeps until the next episode of ovw or one if you party like me baby so i feel like we're, we're we're moving towards the end here and i do want to loop back on one more thing about that uh main event match yes and that's what the heck is up with shannon the dude uh, so could you be more specific? At a, there's a time code I gave you in your notes there, Hans. You I can, did. You can, where and he I went back and looked. Picks up the the national the the NWA World Heavyweight Champion try, Championship belt, tries to give it to Jesse, and tell him to go beat up EC3. Oh, he's hedging his bets. That's what any heel manager would do. I mean, he was formerly Jesse Goddard's manager. In this match, he wasn't sure which way it was going to go, and it looked like it was going towards it was, you know, in Mr. Pectacular's favor. So, in his best interest, Shannon the Douche says, "Hey, why don't you go ahead and take him out, and then everything will be cool and we'll be buddy buddy again." And and uh, he didn't go for it. You want to know what I think? 
Always. That's why I have a podcast with you on it. Look, Shannon's my friend. He's on the radio every single day. Hey, you can't have him be a heel forever. Uh, well, how do we turn him into um, a face? I don't know. You just do it. Look, he's one of the most popular celebrities in the entire state. You just get him. You just turn him into a baby face. However, you got to do it. Um, all right. Well, I guess uh, I guess I will try to figure out uh, a smart and responsible way to do that so that I can maintain the integrity of my programming. I don't care what you do. Just turn Shannon into a face. That's how I think it happened. That's how y- you... Yeah, okay. And this has been Masterpiece Theater, brought to you by the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the OVW. Look, I was one of the best wrestling minds in the world. He's just not very good with money. We have lost control here in the control room. It is no longer a control room. The out of control room. Hans, uh, before Jackman straps on a hoodie and some expensive shoes, you want to take us out of here? Actually, there is something I would like to say, if I could. Okay, sure. Um, Over the last couple of weeks, I've I've ended this podcast the same way that I end my radio show, uh, which which I always say, take care of yourself, I love you, test your drugs, something along those lines. And um, a lot of people always assume that I'm saying, like, test your drugs as in like have fun with your drugs as in like experiment with drugs and when i say that i i am genuinely saying i'm i cannot and will not it would be foolish to tell anyone not to to, to take drugs because a lot of people do it and a lot of people enjoy it and there's no judgment on my end from that and if you judge people for that then that's that's honestly a personal deficiency of yours i i when i say it i do actually mean if that's the way you choose to have fun to test them to make sure that you're being safe and to make sure that what you're putting in your body will not take you out of this world um, before you're supposed to leave it Um, the day that this podcast drops the 28th of of november would have been my very good friend sebastian pyrex birthday he passed away he had struggled with drug addiction for a really long time um and had gotten on the other end of it, uh, quote unquote, clean. And he, uh, I'll say it, he, he struggled with heroin addiction. And when he overdosed unintentionally, there was no heroin in his system. It was, it was fentanyl um, from cocaine that was laced with fentanyl. Uh, so <laughs> I say, I, when I say test your drugs, I say it in a very like genuine way. And I also just want to take a moment to say here that if you're struggling with addiction, people love you and people want you around. People will pick up that phone for you. People will text you back. Reach out to somebody. People, people want you here. And um, I, just, I just wanted to take a moment not to be a total bummer. But when I say that, it's not like good time party haha stuff. It is that if you are experimenting with drugs or you know of someone that's experimenting with drugs make sure that you're doing it in the safest way possible because telling you not to do it doesn't save your life. You testing your stuff and being responsible with your body and what you put into it does save your life. So thank you for allowing me to have that uh, moment to say that. All right. (laughs) The OVW podcast, the unofficial podcast for Ohio Valley Wrestling is produced by Blacklight Moon Productions and Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. The OVW podcast broadcast team is me, Jack Minokes, and my co-host, Brian Hines. What up? Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi P.S. Woodward. 
Executive producer is Tiny, Brian K. Woodard, and senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. After watching wrestlers on Netflix, visit ovwpodcast.com slash podcasters to find all of our episodes of wrestlers are unofficial of podcasters are unofficial wrestlers after show. Be sure to subscribe whenever you get your wherever you get your podcast rate us five stars and give us a review. You can also follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, X, TikTok, and down the street to your favorite store. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Test your drugs. Thanks. <laughs>